Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> We're back to another episode of Becoming a Doctor, a podcast where two third year medical students that's us <laughs> talk about the only thing that we ever talk uh, about. Oh, yeah. Medical, medical school. school. <laughs> not a. Not the most exciting topic, but it's nope, all we got. But it definitely fills the time. No doubt. <laughs> I'm your host, Santana Sanchez. And I'm your co-host, Kevin Gale. Uh, and this is the Becoming a Doctor podcast. Mm. Check us out on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts, and at com. One of the best websites I've ever created. Wow. <laughs> wow. I've only created one. Becomingadoctorpod.com. It is a good website. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. I didn't know you could code. <laughs> Use a template, dude. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right, theme song time. Here we go. Hit it. Say, kid. Oh, yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? Santana Sanchez's voice right there. People love this song. What do you want, what do you want Universally to be, what beloved. Do you want to be when you grow up? It's trending. <laughs> do you think I can chart with this? When you, when you grow up. <laughs> I hope you chart with it. Whatever you need to chart, I'll support it. A lot of listens, I guess. A lot of spins on the radio. Yeah. It's universally liked, except for by Jerry Gale. Who yeah, Jerry Gale. that song. All right. What's next? We're, we're into the podcast. We're into the pod. So our first uh, segment today is a recurring segment, Rotation Review. Ro- 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 rotation Review. Yep. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Which rotation are we doing? Today, we're going to be discussing Peds Part A. Peds is in pediatrics. Also known as Peds Party. Yep. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, it is. Okay, Peds Party, Part A. Yep. Uh, so, Peds Part A, this is the online portion. We kind of touched on it a little bit last week. Uh, but, online portion of the pediatrics curriculum at our medical school. You do it from your house. Online. Over Zoom. Two weeks. Total. Two weeks only. Just I just finished it today. So oh, perfect time to review hey, it. Hey, congrats. Thank you. You're half a pediatric doctor at this point. Is that how it Pediatrician. works? Pediatrician. <laughs> pediatric doctor. Uh, yep, that's how it works. I'm almost there. Okay. Wish me luck next week. So let's hear it. Uh, you know, not going to lie. We shared our, our thoughts and our feelings and our deep reflections mm-hmm. on online med school last week. Yep. Mainly negative. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Not- yeah. <laughs> if you run back the tape, it was mostly negative. The online, yeah, we're but not- get, get into this. That was like general online med school. Yeah, not I want to hear the specifics, like the the, the stethoscopes, one to ten, peds part A. I mean, if I'm being honest, uh, if I'm grading it on a curve of online yeah. rotations, yep. pretty good. There's no oh. exam. Okay. Uh, the. Uh, all of the small, um, the majority of it was little small groups over Zoom, okay, which were like really uh, well planned and focused on like a very particular topic, which is not always easy to do. Uh, and it was nice and short, and I feel like I learned a little bit about pediatrics. It's a huge topic, obviously. I think it's impossible to try to learn that over two weeks. Um, but grading it not on a scale mm-hmm. or not on a curve, I mean, it's got to be like <laughs> two stethoscopes. Ooh. I was in. yeah yep yep that about sums it up i mean you know i'm just at home for two weeks uh looking at my computer going through cases doing practice questions voice cracking all the time (laughs) okay uh anyways yeah you don't need there's no reason to grade it on a scale it it's just how was it it wasn't the best you know they did. They made some good small groups, but otherwise, not good. Yeah, would not recommend. If you're listening to this in the future and like you're thinking, oh, maybe I should do Pete's Part A, and it somehow still exists, mm-hmm. don't do it. Just yep. do the normal one. It's not supposed to exist, but maybe there's a pandemic in 2070. The U of M is the only school that decides to go back to the Part A, Part B. Don't take this one. That's that's what I'm saying. But what are you saying? Oh well, I remember 
I remember not much from nine months ago ever in my life. <laughs> That's in general. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, so I took this, I mean, what, six months ago, seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember the one thing that I liked was a simulation. Yes. And it was like, um, it wasn't the U of M. They didn't make it. This was like a third party simulation. Uh, sounds, the case, and the students were in charge. And I remember it being kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, like for what Zoom can be, they did a good job. Yeah. Um, and that's the only thing I remember about it. The rest of it was not good. But do you remember? Did that happen? Are they still doing the sim? Yep. 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 That was one of the last, uh, one of our last Zoom classes was a sim. Okay. Went online telesim uh, where you like, they present a kid over Zoom who yep. couldn't breathe and had mm-hmm. a rash. And it's like, what do you do if this happens to you in the emergency room? Yep. All the students work together. It what was, position did, were you? The you know scribe? Were you the doctor? Come on. <laughs> a leader, team lead, <laughs> natural oh. born. Come on, <laughs> natural born leader. Actually, I'm surprised. I would thought you were running for class president this year because of mm. your natural born leadership. A lot of people asked me to run. They were like the guy in charge. <laughs> Oh, I don't know about him. We need a natural leader. Yeah. This Wait, guy doesn't have what it takes. I don't, I don't even remember the sim positions. What were they? Like the simulation, this pediatric one. Well, there was leader, most okay. important position. Duh. Duh. Great Just delegation. Kidding. Yep. A lot of, <laughs> let me tell you, a lot of delegating. Uh, no, the other people are the ones that did all the stuff. There was one person that talked to the parents, collected the history, one okay. person that verbalized, that did the physical exam, quote unquote, just like verbalize what you would do. Um, one person was in charge of medications. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think our team was four. Okay. Uh, so leader psh, didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes good leadership is just letting people do their jobs. No, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> ten out of ten stethoscopes for the leadership. Yep, that's what I would give it. Um, what was the diagnosis? What? What? Yeah, you know, spoiler. Make spoiler alert to the the rest of our peers. What was what was the diagnosis? I don't know if we should say. You never know, dude. Perfect. Uh, uh, anaphylaxis. Oh, classic, classic peds. Yeah, you know what happens. Kid ate some peanuts, had a peanut allergy. Yep. Bada bing, bada boom. Give him some epinephrine. Uh, side topic. You have an, a food allergy. Side topic. How topical. <laughs> uh, well, are we we're done with peds part A, right? Yeah. I gave it to. What was your stethoscope's rating? Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it's zero out of ten stethoscopes because that was the most aquifer cases out of all of them. Oh yeah, it was a lot and over thirty. Remember, aquifer is the droniest of the drones. Droniest, and you just lose your mind. <laughs> so meat, beep, bop, boop, bop, <laughs> aquifer, robot, uh, robot, uh, calculating. So one. Good sim doesn't make up for 32 mind-numbing aquifers. So I give it one. I mean, honestly. Wow. Okay, so anyways, Talk you saved a... this kid peeing out. <laughs> one out of ten, dude. Okay, so yeah. you saved this kid who had peanut allergy. You have a food mm-hmm. allergy. Maybe. I don't really know. Never been tested. Well, we think you have a food allergy because... Because one time I ate... Uh, crab claw, and my mouth got all itchy. <laughs> do, do, for for anaphylaxis is like an allergic reaction, and but That's specifically something. anaphylaxis is severe, right? It could severe. be life threatening, where yes. you have uh, vasodilation to a point where you're you're you get so much edema and swelling in your in your vocal. <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job. Oh, here. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Wait, let me try again. Okay. <laughs> Anaphylactic reaction, severe allergic reaction. Very severe. One of the worst case scenarios is that your um, airway can be compressed so much by swelling and edema that you lose the ability to have a patent airway. You Can't lose breathe. the ability to breathe. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. So you eat this crabs. Yeah, yeah. So anaphylaxis, if it affects two or more systems in your body thank you that's the definition bringing in the knowledge yes and the dangerous parts are yeah your airway can close up the other dangerous bit is that your blood pressure can drop really really low and you are not able to 
perfuse your brain with blood and oxygen. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that either. Those are the concerns. Okay. When I ate this little crab claw, mm-hmm. all that happened was my lips got all itchy, maybe puffed up a little bit around the eyes. Very uncomfortable, but not dangerous. Took some Benadryl, got sleepy. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It's like a regular Friday for you. Take some Benadryl, get sleepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I actually hate taking Benadryl. Wait, it makes me so uncomfortable. So if you if you went to the allergist and got the skin allergen testing to see mm-hmm. what you're actually there's there's no doubt in my mind that some kind of shellfish would come up. Yeah, or, probably. Or, or or crabs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really like crab. I mean, that was like five who, years ago. Who does like crabs, Santana? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> shaking my head agreed though crabs aren't even that tasty they're like the bugs of the sea but have you had lobsters have you had shrimp no i don't like i don't like any of that stuff i've had shrimp don't like it they're like bugs well you are incorrect that lobster is not delicious because it is i don't uh okay And I might serve some up and see what happens. See if I die? Yeah. I'll have, we'll have our epinephrine ready. Okay. All right. I'm game. Um, great, great segment. Injected into the thigh. That was one thing that I learned. Oh, yes. Well, it seems like you learned more than I did because I don't even know what anaphylaxis... I don't even know how to pronounce anaphylaxis, really. I mean... You're doing a great job. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing fine. Kevin. Anaphylactic reaction. Anaphylactic reaction. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I wanted to show you something on air. Oh. Wait, was that the rotation review? Yeah. We're done. Rotation review. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. An average of 1.5 telescopes <laughs> between the two of us. Not Yikes. very good. Uh, yeah, what, what did you want to show me? So I, was, I was just visiting my father. Okay. Lives in, lives in town, and he got me a present mm. uh, that he wanted me to bring home, but it was too big. I was like, I'm not going to bring it. I'll get it later, Dad. Uh <laughs> You know, he knows that, oh, hang on. Hang on. He knows that, he knows that I'm a, you know, a medical student and that I'm yep studying medicine. So he bought this for me from a Goodwill. Take a gander at that. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at Santana's phone and this is one of those uh, 3D life-size interactive Parts of the human body where you can take out their lungs, take out their liver. Yeah, um, get the stomach out. Shows their muscles, shows the intestines. The brain. Um, this looks terrible. Do not bring this home. Wow. <laughs> Tell that to your dad. Uh, his idea is to put it in my office someday when, I'm, when I have one of those, which I think is a good idea. Yeah. But I don't I, want that in my home. It's probably haunted. <laughs> it's probably. We do have a study, right, where our posters are up almost, mm-hmm. our com- laptops, our desk chairs. We could put it in there. Look we, real professional. We could, but it's kind of creepy. Yeah. I, I, my first reaction, I think, was accurate. Don't bring that home. Yeah. Uh, I can think of another roommate who would not approve. <laughs> the OG roommate. The OG. Uh, the one who Shout picked out, out the apartment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What was that? Did your voice just crack again? I think I'm a little bit dehydrated. Oh, yeah. Dude, your voice is cracking because you're not fueled enough. Crack it open. Ooh, baby. Wow. Bubbly. New flavors from our boy, Ranveer Vazdev, came over, brought us some... What are you drinking right now? Which flavor? Pineapple. And you like it. It's delicious. Mm, bubbly hit us up please oh that was very in sync <laughs> hit us up please um and tell your dad that's garbage we don't want any more garbage here <laughs> yeah we got a we got enough garbage okay what's the next segment okay what's up what's up next here next up is our guest segment oh my favorite segment kevin on a roll of booking killer guests last week maddie Joachim, the goat the goat <laughs> This week, it's your boy. Now, I'll tell you, I'll give you a brief introduction, Santana. You've never met him. No. But he 
came he we went to Wash U together, Washington University in St. Louis, two thousand three mm-hmm. to two thousand seven, ran cross country. We both sang in a cappella groups. Whoa. Loved musicals. Wow. Geniuses, both of us. And so well. na- <laughs> so naturally we got along. Mm. Um and his name is Ryan Leahy, and we've been really just he's one of my best friends ever since. To this day. Um and Ryan, there's Yes. Ryan Leahy M D PhD. Wow. <laughs> he, I've said this to everyone. He's the smartest person I know. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm excited. In first, person. First legitimate doctor on the pod. Yeah. I'm first real so doc. Not like us future doctors don't yeah. know a thing. Okay. So we're going to call him up. Let's get him on the phone. Get him on the horn. He lives in New York. Dr. Ryan lives Let's, in New York. There we go. It's ringing. Um, Dr. Ryan Leahy, MD, PhD. I don't know. He had a PhD. Yeah. It's incredible. Hey, what's up? Ryan Leahy? Yes. Welcome to the pod. That's Santana welcoming you to the pod. It's good to be here. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Nice to meet you. Hey, uh, Santana? Yes. Sorry. I just want to make sure I got your name right. Oh, no. Yeah, you nailed it. Yep. One of the best names. And, and Ryan, I just got done telling him that you have an MD, PhD, what, what? and are one of the smartest people I know, personally. <laughs> well, you must not know that many people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true, but <laughs> don't get me down right now, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're, on, you're our f- only doc we've had on the podcast so yep. far. So far, it's been only future docs, MS3s. Yeah. We, we thought we should get some real expertise on here. Yeah, somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. <laughs> uh, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? We got a super brief rundown from Kevin. Yeah, but give us the you know couple minute introduction who you are. Yeah, so uh, my name is Ryan Leahy. I grew up in the Midwest in the suburbs of the great city of Chicago, Downers Grove. For anyone who's from there, and I've, heard uh, of it. <laughs> I've known Kevin since uh, we went to college. Ran cross country and track together at Wash U. Yep. Majored in bioengineering, did a bunch of research as an undergrad, and then uh, pursued MD-PhD, University of Illinois, uh, which is on the west side of Chicago. And then for residency, I went uh, across town uh, by Water Tower Place to Northwestern. No way! uh, Time out. Time out, Ryan. Guess who else went to Northwestern? Me. <laughs> Santana. For undergrad. Oh, I, man. Go Wildcats. Go Cats, baby. <laughs> Rawr. Meow, meow. Sh- uh, but yeah, he went Chicago's for undergrad. Big Ten team. He, he went for undergrad, so, you know, who cares? You went for residency. Yeah. They didn't even look at my med school application. Threw it straight in the incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> Three years of internal medicine residency, right? Yep, and then uh, decided to pick up and move out of the Midwest and came out here to New York City uh, just in time for the pandemic of the century, Oof, uh, you know, which has been a, a, a trying experience in a lot of ways. But, you know, everyone has uh, a cross to bear during this, but certainly being uh, a trainee at the epicenter of the outbreak in this country, uh, we all had a lot of learning to do very quickly. But other than that, it's it's been a it's been a great experience. And uh, yeah, I mean, I won't for I don't forget that it's so interesting to me, right? You're doing your cardiology fellowship. That's what you went to New York for. But when the when the pandemic first hit, you um, were placed on like basically frontline COVID, right? Yeah. So it's really interesting. There was, uh, I mean, pretty well publicized. Um, an attorney from Westchester uh, who actually, I think, practiced law in the city. He was one of the first identified cases, and he came through. Uh, I'm at Columbia, New York Presbyterian. He came through one of our affiliate hospitals, and he actually uh, kind of interacted with a patient that ended up getting transferred to one of our CCUs. And I was, uh, I did a central line on this woman when she came in. And the next morning, I got a text uh, from my attending that said, we're, we're testing this woman for COVID. Uh, given her exposure, she was having fevers, and we couldn't identify a source. And, I mean, this was one of the first tests that was done in New York City. And it took, I think, 72, almost uh, 96 hours to come back. 
I was uh, I was shaking in my boots. I was actually kind of furious towards the end and was I telling my uh, my parents, I'm like, I'm going to go to the press if we don't get an, a result soon because this is ridiculous. So it just gives you a sense of how far we've come from, I think that was sometime in February until now when uh, we've kind of made rapid testing in art form and testing, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people a day here in uh, here in New York. That is but, fascinating, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. cardiology fellows, just like uh, pulmonary critical care fellows, I mean, we're ICU trained. A lot of what we do is intensive care, mostly, you know, cardiogenic shock in the setting of a uh, STEMI and high-risk end STEMIs or people who are on the transplant list. But we do know how to manage ventilators. We do know how to, um, you know, write for vasoactive medications. And so as a, as a fellowship program, we were really called upon to help out a lot around the hospital. And I mean, I worked for a couple weeks and we called them ORICUs, O-R-I-C-U's. They were basically operating rooms that were converted into ICUs and they were putting four or five people in them. And it was uh, something I hope to never see again, but uh, a really amazing learning experience, actually. Yeah, wow. That's (laughs) such a unique experience. That's incredible. You are bringing some hot topics. So far, we've had just dud third years, and you have, like, frontline stories for us. Um, Wait, so we just got done with surgery, both of us. Uh, they, you're saying they converted an operating room into multiple, like multiple patients were staying there who had COVID in one operating yeah, room. So they, they made them all, um, negative pressure rooms. And I believe, I mean, everybody in those rooms were intubated. So it's actually, you know, less of a risk to personnel if somebody's intubated with COVID. Cause we consider that a closed circuit. We actually had a few patients that were two patients hooked up to one ventilator that was a technique that was our pioneered at our institution because uh, they were worried that they were uh, run short on ventilators. Mm, humble but... brag here. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, had, I, I, I personally had nothing to do with it. I think that was all, all pulmonology. But, um, and yeah, Santana, I, mean, I, don't so... know if, I don't know if you can tell. He's still on the front lines because we hear an ambulance in the background during this interview. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm walking home from working out in the middle of Midtown, and it's actually pretty peaceful tonight. I look up, it looks like confetti. There's a lot of snow coming down. Oh, but, um, that's, yeah. that's nice to hear. Um, dang, that's good. That Okay, that's a pretty good story. This is Ryan Leahy. He was on the front line. And you'll tell, be telling this. You, you might be telling this to your children to, for the rest of your life. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I mean, most, uh, you know, in, in the near future, I'll be telling it on the interview trail, I imagine, for getting a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. What really matters, right? <laughs> Grandchildren, nah. <laughs> nah, interview trail, yeah. Um, are you thinking about moving to Minnesota to join Santana and I for your job? You know, I do love Minnesota, but, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's too... The winters, even by Chicago standards, are brutal, and I've gotten I've gotten used to the milder winters out here. So I'd have to. I, Chicago's the worst I can do, I think, in terms of weather. Good, good answer. Yeah, good answer. You are the smartest man I know. <laughs> and 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 you know, I only I only downhill ski. I don't cross country ski. So I think I'd I'd be an outcast in in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Um, okay, so we're thirty years. What's the wisdom you want to give us as as a fellow right now? Looking back on your third, I know that was like, because you did PhD, so you did, you know, felt like forever ago. Yeah, so, I mean, my third year was an interesting experience because I left, uh, you know, I considered myself to be part of the class of 2012, and they all graduated when I was halfway through my graduate studies, and then when I went back as a third year, I joined the class of 2016, and I made some friends, but you're never together the same way that you were, you know, when you're sitting in lecture or sitting in exams. Um, But I think my advice would be uh, that, you know, a lot of people know what they want to do when they go into third year, but some people don't. But regardless of whether you know what you want to do, this might be the only time you see some of these procedures or interact with some of these patients or see some of these conditions. Um, you might never get a chance to see a live birth again. You might never get a chance to see an open heart surgery. You might never get a chance to see, you know, sit in on a psychiatry session. But 
in your career, no matter what specialty you go into, you will deal with people who have had surgery, whether it's open heart surgery, you will deal with people who are pregnant or have complications from a pregnancy or people who have mental illness. So really take this time to not just look at your clerkships as a series of shelf exams that you need to study and get through, but treat it as, you know, an experience that this might be the only time I see something like this and, uh, and really take that to heart. And I would also say, you know, keep in mind what I've told medical students, you know, in any year of medical school, which is don't forget the reason why you went into, went into medicine in the first place. Uh, sometimes it's easy to do that when you're studying a lot late nights, there are other friends from undergrad who decided, uh, you know, to have a career right out of college, they're having fun on weekends and you're not, but it's it's all worth it. Everyone went into medicine for a reason and a good reason. And I think if you keep that as kind of your uh, your guiding star, so to speak, uh, it'll help you maintain a positive attitude and get through it. Like you're gonna ma- <laughs> you're gonna make the best AAMC <laughs> leadership one day. That was such a polished answer. <laughs> you can't argue with that. That polish, great answer. I mean, too. you I know, by it. the time you by the time you get to my stage of training, you've interacted with so many medical students, so many <laughs> residents. So, I mean, you have it down to a science. Wait, uh, we actually just talked last podcast about the reason we went into medicine. I, I don't remember from from WashU days what when you were on the the med school interview trail. What was the reasoning you were saying? Like when you were junior at WashU or senior at WashU? What was the? It seemed like a long time ago, but yeah, I mean. Honestly, I don't remember like when I started wanting to become a doctor. I just remember I was really young and I just through the years have always had a, a, a passion for helping people. And to me, there is no better career to marry uh, that drive with my love of math and science and engineering and, uh, you know, then than to go into medicine and uh, my particular field, cardiology. I mean, what I love so much about it is how sophisticated some of the, the diagnostic techniques are um, from, you know, advanced echo, uh, MRI, CT. You, we, you do so much within just one field of medicine. It's, uh, it's really cool. And my engineering background has helped me immensely. So, you know, to me, there is no better field to go into that, that married those two passions for me, for math and science and also, you know, being able to be a human presence in someone's life when they're at their most vulnerable sometimes. Santana, you don't know Ryan, but he really is so damn personable. I mean, he is a jackass to me, but <laughs> but to who isn't? <laughs> but to patients, I bet you are in such a nice bedside manner, Ryan. Oh, that's, I appreciate that. And the nice thing about cardiology is you don't just get to have a bedside manner, you get to have a treadmill side manner. And I'm in, I'm in the, oh I'm in the, I've been in the stress lab for the past two weeks. And uh, as the nurses and attendings know that I like to push people <laughs> sometimes a little too far, like way past their, their comfort zone. But um, prevention uh, is, is a big uh, clinical and research interest of mine. And I, uh, I just think, you know, with obesity and poor lifestyle and uh, everything in this country, like if we can, if I can just get one person to exercise one more minute on the treadmill, it might make a difference. <laughs> wow, no doubt, dude. I here's an interesting story for you. I I'm at you know rural Minnesota for medicine with one other peer, and they offered for us to do a stress test on the treadmill to see if we get any chest pain or just to see how hard it is. Did to you do, do it? I haven't done yeah. it yet, but um, my peer, Ma- Ma- Maddie Joachim. Friend of the pod. She really wants to do it. She's so excited about it. <laughs> She's like, it looks hard, but I want to finish it, like the full protocol. She's like, do you think you could do it? I'm like, Maddie, come on. Come on. I'm a Wash U runner. Of course I could finish it. <laughs> Lady, do you think you could finish it right now? Uh, it's funny you should ask. A couple weeks ago, I did finish it. It's uh, uh, it's It's 21 minutes. Uh, at the end of it, I think it's a 22% grade and you're oh. going, uh, six miles an hour, 10, 10 minute miles, which, uh, doesn't sound like a lot, but when you've been on the treadmill for over 20 minutes and it's going that, that steep, uh, of an incline, I, uh, I couldn't go a single more second. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your biggest accomplishment to date so far. <laughs> yes, I mean, the nerd. 
the the nurses were were pretty impressed, I will say. Uh, but <laughs> you know, before I got in the, on the treadmill, I'm like, oh man, they call this the Bruce Protocol, up to 21 minutes. I'm going to come up with like the Leahy levels, which is going to be 21 minutes and beyond. And uh, <laughs> I was so glad uh, that one of the nurses was there to to push the red button on the treadmill because I was about, about to fall off of it. Say, Tata, do you think you could do it's so it's 21 minutes, the speed gets quicker, the inclination goes up to 22 percent, like as he said, 22 level incline. What is that called, Leahy? Like, uh, percent grade, percent grade. Yeah, I don't know. I've done a similar thing. I don't know if it was a Bruce protocol, but VO2 max testing where it's similar, increases the grade, increases the speed. And I did not come close to 20 minutes on the treadmill. <laughs> it was so hard. Leahy, listen yeah. to Santana's VO2 max percentile. Drop it, Santana. 99th percentile, baby. Whoa. Oh. Well, that was I like a few it. years ago. <laughs> that was probably, pre-med school. <laughs> probably much lower. Now, do you, know, uh, do you know what that was in absolute terms? Mm, uh, I, that, my question exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I do not remember. I have to refresh my memory, but I think it's uh, cc's of oxygen per kilogram per minute or something like that. But yeah, the Bruce protocol we can only kind of extrapolate from it. Uh, they give ranges based on your age, gender, um, and how long you went. But it's it's not as precise as hooking up, uh, you know, the patient to to a machine and actually uh, measuring their gas exchange. But I mean, 99th percentile, that's, uh, Hard that's, to beat. that's elite athlete. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. You haven't met Santana, but he's, he's sitting across from me on the couch and I, one, the two words are elite athlete that yep. pop into mind. No <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, that makes me so, okay. So Leahy, you just, when was this like three or four weeks ago? I think you've inspired me. I'm going to go do it with Maddie. I'm going to bring Santana. The three of us are going mean, to knock it out and see how we did. We'll report back to you. Yeah. And uh, I did have to cheat a little bit because <gasps> our, our, our stress lab protocol right now is that you have to wear a mask. And I took the mask off after <gasps> like 15 minutes. I just couldn't. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. You were vaccinated, though, I hope. I, w- I was vaccinated. Everybody else in, in the Bay was vaccinated. Yep. But this was, this was at the end of the day. So they just kind of gave me my own little... Everybody just stepped away from me, so no one, awesome. uh, no one was put at risk. Well, I'm going to show you up and wear two masks during mine. <laughs> uh, dude, you will not laugh. <laughs> um, okay, what? Before we go, Leahy, this is the best content ever. Uh, give us something spicy, you know? A hot take. Hot take. We is need your hottest take before yep. we let you. A hot take on what? It's your call, dude. Anything. Yeah. Any uh, opinion, anything controversial you've been being mulling about? Young adult in New York, uh, you know, having a partner you live with for many, many years. He's married. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> any of any of the stuff. Yeah. I don't know. TV shows. Yep. Something hot. Oh, my God. I, I Dude, what is this podcast rated? <laughs> <laughs> rated X. X, X, X. <laughs> no one listens to this. Don't forget. Except for my mom. And I was telling Kevin earlier, I'm like, I don't want to get canceled for anything I say on this podcast. Yeah, that that is for sure a goal. Don't get canceled during 2021. Yeah, nobody's getting canceled. So maybe we rate it PG-13 or less. Yeah, keep it clean. Mm -hmm. Dude, I I have nothing spicy. Life in New York is just the opposite of spicy right now. Let me tell you. Um, That is spicy in itself. New York sucks. Like you, you, uh, you considered see. you'd move there and be going to shows, going to restaurants. You guys aren't doing that anymore at all, right? No, we basically just exist at a rent that would make anyone <laughs> shit their pants. This is the hottest take. Tell us your rent on air. <gasps> uh, we pay we pay fifty five hundred dollars for a two bed two bath. Uh, and we and we were we were paying sixty five hundred. Wow! And and we moved. You should see to take, Santa- to take advantage of the crashing rent market. Santana's <laughs> jaw is on the floor right now. <laughs> okay, so there's something spicy That's for you. Pretty rent, damn rent spicy. in New York. Damn. No one can afford to live here. Yet there's like ten million people that live here. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying for residency, we should move to like. Uh, you know, I don't know, Texas, rural Texas somewhere. 
Oh my gosh. I, I tell people all the time, consider uh, where you want to live and your lifestyle very heavily into residency and fellowship decision. I don't think there's any shame in that. There's amazing programs all over the country. And um, I don't think I'm saying anything that our program leadership wouldn't agree with, which is, you know, the, the cost of living here in New York is uh, is a barrier to recruiting some of the people that they want when uh, they do fellowship applications and interviews. And I know some uh, some of the institutions on the West Coast probably have the same uh, the same experience. Yeah, for sure. You know, why would you go to Absolutely. New York and spend all this money when there's phenomenal programs in uh, you know the Upper Midwest or the South or even like the the Mid Mountain region? Um, I have colleagues out that live out in Denver and uh, Salt Lake City, and their quality of life seems amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and they're probably paying a quarter of what you're paying for a two bedroom, two bath. That's I a, mean, some of the, some of those type. cities aren't aren't cheap out there, but um, they're certainly cheaper than here. Yes. And uh, <laughs> you know, when 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 they get out of the cath lab or out of the stress lab early, uh, in thirty minutes they can be on the slopes in Ooh, Salt Lake City. Can't beat it. No. Um, that's a great spicy take, though. Holy moly. Yeah, oh, I know. I just lit the airwaves on fire. Right <laughs> um, Santana, one of the reasons I love Leahy, though, is he, they always make it an effort to host. So they always get a two-bedroom so they can host their like good friends or family, uh-huh. which is so kind when you're living in New York, like Manhattan. Um, yeah. I came and visited you right before the pandemic struck, and we had a, a great time. And it's because I had my own living space, you know, felt comfortable in your, your place, like I always do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, um, I mean, I joke with people. It helps that I married money and my husband has had a real job for the past like 10, 12 years while I've been a trainee. So, yep, but one day it'll flip. <laughs> Watch out. Well, it'll flip or at least it'll become a little bit more equal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leahy, thanks for, uh, thanks for letting us call you. You're the best. Yeah, well, it's good to talk to you. Sorry, I'm kind of having to stand outside. I hope there's not too much uh, ambient noise here to ruin uh, ruin the recording. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Crystal clear, dude. All um, right, Santana, I look forward to meeting you someday. Absolutely. Okay, dude, we'll catch you later. Yeah, good luck to you both. Thanks. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye. Later. What a guy. Wow. Top not guest kevin you killed it (laughs) boom 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 all our other guests garbo trash (laughs) i'd say to their face yeah bring corinne in here (laughs) Corey, come on become a fellow can you believe that i mean i I don't know if i told you that he was on the front lines i didn't know that that's incredible yep what yeah what just a in a like a so just such a crazy experience yep i mean COVID in general has been a crazy experience for everybody, but just to move to New York and then almost immediately uh, be on the uh, front line of basically the epicenter of the, yeah. of the yep. pandemic. I like what he said, country. too, that, that oh, like a pulmonologist, cardiologist, like they're trained ICU. So naturally, they're going to when you when you have less physicians, they're going to be thrown in the fire. Uh, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, for sure. So when I'm a psychiatrist <laughs> and the next one hits in 2050, oh. they're going to go, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> you can stay home. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> You'll be called in if you go into internal, internal medicine. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yes. That, anyways, that's Leahy, the best. Yeah, what a guy. Did wow. I tell you he was the best or did I tell you he was the best? Uh, You did. You, did, you did good. Very polished, too. <laughs> Very polished. Good <laughs> job, Kevin. <laughs> For you. Well, he's gonna make a great dean one day of his med school. Uh, he inspired me. I was tearing up a little bit. <laughs> I I saw you. Mist, a little misty eye. All right, I'm thirsty though. Give, uh, tell him what flavor I'm drinking. Looks like you got a blackberry. Oh my gosh! Love myself some bubbly. Zero calories. Serving size one can. The only ingredients, carbonated water, natural flavor. Bubbly. So good. (laughs) Not your best effort for the bubbly commercial. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, what's next? I'm working on it. We're moving along. Uh, Well, next up we've got everybody's favorite segment. What is it? Kevin's Corner. (laughs) Yay! Um... 
I, I was thinking about this, right, while we were setting up our microphones, our in-apartment studio. Yes. And I said, hey, why don't I talk about antidepressants for Kevin's Corner? Why not? Um, you know, 20, Ryan Leahy said it kind of off the cuff mm-hmm. that everyone has their cross to bear during the pandemic. No doubt. Which is true, right? I, I think that everyone's the star of their own movie, right? So everyone's carrying their own burdens in history. That must Santana's got a text message during Kevin Corner. Sorry. He's like, I'm gonna listen very carefully during your Kevin's Corner. Nice! <laughs> Thanks, Santana. I got texts <laughs> to send. So um, you know, 2020 was tough, and I was going through a breakup, still going through that grief, like one of my toughest breakups. And I just have, you know, you know, had that depressed mood, and I've been thinking about starting this antidepressant for maybe two or three months Mm -hmm. and so that's kevin's corner um the 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 choice that i have about starting antidepressant right so i met with a psychiatrist for the first time this week wow psychiatrist was so empathetic and she knew what was going on during med school she she must have had other med students or law students like knows what grad student school is like Plus, she's an MD, so yeah. maybe she remembers. Maybe. But I'm, I'm convinced that physicians have forgotten what med school is like. Lots of them seem to have. Not this psychiatrist. Very empathetic. And, and her, her logic was, listen, why suffer for another six months if you don't have to? If you have another tool in the toolbox that you can try. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that's hard logic to argue with, right? Like, I have been, like, kind of depressed mood like i'm in i'm functioning fine i'm doing okay getting what i need to do med mm-hmm. school one day at a time but there's a tool it's an antidepressant it increases serotonin mm-hmm. a neurotransmitter shown to increase mood yep um and and i was the only thing that's really stopping me is like maybe some own personal stigma like oh I, you know i haven't needed one in the past i've gotten through breakups before i've had my heart broken right but why why do that, right? Why suffer if you don't have to? Absolutely. Um, and so I was kind of talking with friends about it. Thank you, Santana, for listening. No problem. And then today I came across um, a really uh, heartwarming but so heartbreaking letter from my old girlfriend, and it really just sent me in like a, a spiral, right? Like I got I started tearing up right away. I started thinking about her, thinking I should check her social media, all that stuff, and. I calmed myself down, used my distraction techniques, you know, listen to my sports podcast. <laughs> Guy stuff. <laughs> Guy stuff for distractions. And after the end, I was like, that's it, right? I'm going to do it. I'm going to start this antidepressant. Yep. So I'm, and so I'm going to try it for six months, you know. See what happens. See what happens. See if it helps. It helps, you know, tons All, of people. Right. The data shows it helps. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I don't know. I, I love the logic, right? Mm-hmm. Can't argue with it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of glad I had that little moment of clarity today. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. We had been, we had, you'd been thinking about this for a while, like you said, we had chatted about it a bit, like kind of weighing the pros and cons. And like you're saying, um, as far as you could tell, like there, the pros really far away the cons for sure. Um, like the cons are like, oh, the side effect profile. You might have some nausea, diarrhea. It doesn't last very long. Yeah. Uh, you might, a lot of people have, uh, not a lot, 30 to 50% have some sexual dysfunction. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't orgasm as quickly. Maybe you can't achieve an orgasm. But, yep. but like, you, you don't know that until you try it what kind of side effects you're going to have. It's different for each person. Yeah. And so, and it's not like you're locking yourself into this. Yeah, I know. I can just stop it, right? Yeah. Like I know, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I think. It, I mean, really, the it is just there's a there is a lot of stigma. Not I don't not even like personal stigma, but just like cultural stigma around using an antidepressant or you know any type of thing to help regulate your mood. But right. like you're saying, you don't deserve to feel so crappy. Yeah, exactly. I don't deserve to, you know, cry really easily when I start thinking about like emotional things, right? Yep. That labile mood, the meaning the mood can go up and down real quick. No. You know, I don't deserve to go through that. No, thank you. And I and I already did for a year and a half, right? So let's get another tool. Yeah, why not? It's so anyways, in the, that's the chest. It. It's in yeah, in the tool chest. That's what I call it. <laughs> I call it a toolbox. Well, tomato tomato. <laughs> um so I'll let you know how it goes. It takes it takes what? 
six, maybe eight, six, six to eight, eight weeks, weeks for to take into effect. That's what they say. So I'll still be Mopey Kevin here for oh six more. Oh boy, here we go again. <laughs> Santina, I had a bad day. My hinge date went poorly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. But yeah. in six weeks, new man. In six weeks, this is going to be Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Kevin's corner. Thanks for always listening, dude. Well, thanks for being so open about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm excited. You had that clarity. Try it out. See what happens. Yeah. There you go. So check back in in eight episodes. Mm-hmm. See how Kevin's holding mm-hmm. up. We'll bring it up. Put it on the calendar. <laughs> Click. There we go. Our organized calendar each week. <laughs> Scheduled. You know, because we plan out everything to the minute. This is meticulous. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> meticulously planned. <laughs> uh, <sighs> okay, what's next? We're nothing if not organized up in here. For sure. Uh, Kevin's Corner, over. Thank God. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so uh, next thing we got here is the mailbag. What'd you say? Mailbag. Speedy delivery to you. Speedy delivery. See you around the neighborhood. Uh, uh, I haven't looked in the mailbag yet. Oh, well, get it out. Ruffle some papers. Get the letters out. Here, I got some letters. I'll hand them to you. Yep. Get them out. Here you go, Kevin. Thank you. Okay, let me let me sift through. Um, sift, sift, sift. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes it's overwhelming, uh, you know, when we are going through the mailbag. It's like a monsoon of mail up in here. But, um, you know, th- we got one specific question, but I also wanted to give you some of the comments we get Oh yeah, in the mailbag. I love comments. Here's one from uh, Anonymous. Okay. Um, I like the dynamics that Santana is the straight man. I am a straight man. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Straight white male. <laughs> That's not, I think, what they meant. And oh. Kevin provides the background laughter. Yep. That is a dynamic. Nailed it. No, I would never describe you as a, the straight man. Oh, really? Yeah, you're hilarious. <laughs> you're cracking me up. Um, you need to do a better job with your guests. Tell them before what the podcast is about. How do we do this week? Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Dr. Leahy. So you talked to him before. He seemed to get the idea. I think he felt prepared. I told him he, we were going to ask him about a hot take. Yeah, the hot take, people seem to get caught off guard. <laughs> Maybe we should tell them about is, that before. Is that confusing? Is, is saying, we want to hear your hottest take, and then you, spiciest, I love that. Spicy, is that, saucy. Is that confusing to people? I don't think so. I think people are confused because we talk so much about medical school on here that it what has to ever be ever talk about exactly and it doesn't I mean, it could be it could be but but it doesn't have to be yep um but then people automatically also go to hot takes you know being something that they could get canceled for <laughs> you don't want people getting canceled yeah lady goes immediately wait so what is this rated because <laughs> i got an x-rated story for you yeah uh, yeah, no cancellations 2021 no thanks um okay so here's the question i was touched by how much santana loves his mother I do love her a lot. Tell me about that relationship. My, with my mother? Yeah, yeah, yes. Like, you know. Well. Upbringing or, you know, closeness, what you're aww. proud about her, what, what inspires you, that kind of stuff. This is so sweet. It is sweet. I mean, <laughs> our mom and dad make us who we are, right? Yeah, no no doubt. Nature versus nurture. Literally nature. Literally. 50%, 50% genes. Y- yep. And then nurture, I mean, like, if... If you have two supportive parents, you're super lucky. So tell us about your mom. Absolutely. I do have two supportive parents. Uh, very lucky. Very blessed. My mom. Shout out, mom. I know you're listening to this. Shout out to Barb. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Uh, she's the best. Uh, so my mom did was a daycare provider in our home when I was growing up. So she was at home raising us, me and my bros, uh, until I was like in middle school, high school. I don't remember. So had a huge impact on us growing up, right? Uh, and our worldview and our values. Um, I didn't know that. So so was there always, uh, like during nine to five hours, like 10 plus kids around, 20 plus kids? Uh, I would say not 20 plus, ten, around 10 probably, okay. wow. depending on what year, what time of year. Yeah, so always, yeah, always other kids around, um, sometimes like cousins, sometimes 
family friends sometimes, you know, whatever, clients of hers. But yeah, so there was always kids around, uh, great environment. So she not, I mean, basically she not only raised me and my mm-hmm. bros, but mm-hmm. all these other children. Um, and I mean, I'm so, so thankful for that period in my life. And uh, I, I, I don't know if she would classify it as a sacrifice, but like, you know, sacrificing a um, something that was more uh, personally, specifically important to her that she could have done with that time of her life, you know, 10 years, that she basically invested so fully into her children, yeah, into myself and my brothers. And I'm just so, so thankful for that. Um, these days, she recently graduated from a master's program, which is incredible. Very proud of her for that. Hit the sounder. Which sounder? That sounder. <laughs> Barb. Congrats. And so she's doing um, uh, family and marriage counseling. Oh, so cool. Over Zoom these days. So I tried to visit her the other day. She's busy with her clients. She's doing the God's work. Yeah. She loves it. P- perfect person for this job, too. Couldn't, I mean... Couldn't find, couldn't think of a better profession for her to go that's into. That's so great, and that's like what you're saying, right? So she sacrificed. Maybe she wanted to do that for a while, and she sac- she didn't necessarily sacrifice. She was taking care of you guys, but mm-hmm. now she can go after something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. so inspiring. And I'm sure she's too. great at it. How old is she? She's in her fifties, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's a career change in your fifties. That's kind of courageous. It, very courageous. Truly well, amazing. I can't imagine doing that myself. What's her main clientele? Is it mostly uh, marriage or um, I'm not entirely sure. I believe it's mostly children, adolescents. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But what's she trained for, or what she can, can she do? Um, I I think anybody. Yeah. I think technically anybody. But yeah, mainly uh, children with their parents, children yeah. by themselves, or marriage counseling. Okay, so cool. Yeah. What's her name? Barb. What's her last name? Shock Lemire. Oh, Shock Lemire. Yeah, Shock is her maiden la- name. Lemire is her marriage name. Hyphenated. Hyphenated, spaced, I don't know. Space, something. Who knows? But we, we call her Barb. Barb. The goat, truly. Yeah, I mean, truly, right? <laughs> Greatest mom of all time in your life. Yes. No doubt far, about by it. By far. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, shout out to Barb. Shout out. Yeah, and you know Barb. You met her. She's great. Oh, she was instantly likable, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. Once the pandemic's over, we can start hosting her again. Yeah. Have her That'd over. be so nice. Someday. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Anyways, that's the mailbag. Oh, I like it. That we was wanted so sweet. to hear about Barb. Okay. Speedy delivery to you. Speedy delivery. See you around the neighborhood. <laughs> you love it, dude. Oh, boy. Can't get enough. Um, all right. Anything else you want to touch on here before we uh, let the listeners go? I think that's the podcast. I think, you know, another one. In the bag. An- I mean, another 10 out of 10 yeah. episode. Yep. It, yeah. It's going to go down in the history books. <laughs> it's going to be in the Smithsonian. Tell your kids. Send <laughs> it to space. <laughs> okay. Well, as we say every week, mm-hmm. a, a bird, bird in the hand, hand is worth two in the bush. bush. See ya.